brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host and captain, Garrett Morlang, and here, uh, not in the studio with me, he is actually about an hour away from me, uh, one, the only, J.J. Purdom. That's right. I'm back, and we're not in studio, unfortunately. What happened was, unfortunately, there was a little bit of what some call a gas leak in the studio, and now I'm not permitted to come within 50 feet. So we will be doing this remotely from here on for the foreseeable future. Uh, actually, a studio, whatever's going on in our world with the coronavirus and the stay-at-home order. So we're trying to honor that by trying to do our podcast remotely. So, uh, although I do apologize once again for that part, Gary. Yeah, jeez, that's the worst. The freaking worst. Um, but uh, that's what no, you said yeah. when I did it. <laughs> I mean, what what more can you say? <laughs> that sums it up pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, just because of everything going on in the world, we felt like uh, we really need to do our part, even though. I don't think JJ has coronavirus, and I'm pretty sure I don't. Uh, we'd rather be safe than sorry later on. Yeah. So um, we're doing our part. JJ is uh, sticking around close to home, which is nice for you. You don't have an hour drive to do after that we finish recording. You can just, you know, probably, what, five minutes down the road or something. That'll be nice. Yeah, it's about, about five minutes away. Normally, when we do the podcast, I travel an hour to go to where you are at the studio to be able to do the podcast. And then we get done a lot of times late, 10 o'clock, 1030, whatever. And then it takes me an hour to get home. And like for tomorrow, I'm starting early. Uh, I've got an early six o'clock uh, start. So I, uh, I'd really like to just get some sleep. No, yeah, I bet for sure. Yeah. What's up with that? I have an early start tomorrow too. Not as early as you, but I have an early job and I'm like, man, I, so I had Monday off. I have today off, which was so nice. I got to just kick it today, play some video games. I actually streamed, uh, I'd streamed some animal crossing on Twitch today. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, and then the- it was not nice. It was not nice having you have the day off today, by the way. I don't I don't know. You must got some false information because <laughs> I I was loaded for bear with a giant schedule and I was busting these things out. Everybody got quality service today. High cut corners, like you can't believe to get stuff done. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody it, got quality service. It rained this afternoon anyway, so like whatever. Who cares? Like, <laughs> that's all they care about. They're gonna be calling back for callbacks anyways um but yeah sure. so man it has been a week um as we all already know we don't need to really get into it more than that it's been a week uh wait what's been happening 
Oh, you know, just, you know, the state of California shutting down and, and all that oh. stuff. But yeah, <laughs> pretty, right. pretty, right. pretty crazy, but you know, yeah. uh, we're all yeah. hanging in there. You know, the, the thing is, is before, before that came down and, you know, we did a show last week and I think, you know, we talked about how that's everything everybody's talking about, but since that show happened, a lot of stuff has happened in the last week. Uh, like you said, uh, Governor Newsom ended up uh, declaring that everybody needs to stay at home. Uh, thankfully, we're in a position where we do uh, a business that's considered an essential business, an essential service, and pest control, keeping up on pestilence and plagues and stuff like that. So it's like, thank God, you know, we the, the two of us are secure. We have a job. As long as everybody's paying their bills, that's that's the hope. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people, unfortunately, that are getting laid off, and there's uncertainty and stuff like that. And we're just glad that we can once again, bring you guys some goofy video game talks, you know, with all this, all this crazy, serious stuff. There's some non-serious stuff going on in the world too. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, actually speaking of, uh, you know, people kind of losing their jobs and losing some support. Um, I just want to give a shout out. I had a, a buddy of mine, uh, Derek, he works at this awesome t-shirt shop. I've posted about it on my Instagram and Twitter and stuff a little bit, but, uh, Vardigan and, uh, I, they are doing a really cool collection right now. Um, I'm actually wearing a shirt right now, uh, VDGN, um, where, uh, they are, you know, giving 20% of, uh, the, the profits to, um, let me see here. I'll just read it. What it says we're giving 20% of the sales from this collection to independent freelance creatives that are currently out of work due to the coronavirus. Uh, so basically right now, um, you know, artists all over the place, whether graphic designers to photographers to whatever they're doing, a lot of their gigs got canceled, which sucks. You know, that's how they make their living. That's how they pay their bills. So to support them, um, they didn't ask us to do this, but I already wanted to talk about it beforehand. So I got you, Derek. Yeah. You're good. Um, this is an awesome thing they're doing. So go support Vardigan. I'm, I'm, I want to show you the back of it. There's a really cool design on the back here. So let me tilt my camera up and uh, <laughs> so what we're looking at is it's uh, praying hands that are all sudsy from soap and it's saying, wash your hands, sinners. You like that? Wash your hands, sinners. That, that's fantastic. Pretty, pretty awesome, awesome shirt. So for all you audio listeners, go check out the YouTube video. Um, or better yet, just go to supergamerboys.com slash pandemic is how you pronounce the collection, but it's spelled P-N-D-M-C. Um, or just go to supergamerboys.com and there's a button. You scroll down a little bit and it says, um, well, I don't have our website open, but um, something along the lines of... Uh, support uh support creatives by vardigan pandemic collection there's a little black button so just go to our website supergamerboys.com click on that button it'll take you right to vardigan's website check out they got t-shirts with that design they have uh towels with that design hoodies sweatpants socks um yeah some other cool stuff and all the, the sales uh 20 of the sales go towards uh support creative so go check that out um, definitely and make sure to say thanks derek make sure derek gets that credit Derek is literally the t-shirt king of Indiana. Now, Derek, I know that with all these shirts that you're throwing out and everything, I'm looking for a shirt in my size, you know, man size, that is one of those ones that you put on and it actually looks like a, a silhouette of a woman. So it looks like you have the body of a woman when you put the shirt on, you know, with the, like the bikini. I know you know what I'm talking about, big Derek. Just if you can't, go ahead and get me one of those shirts, but. 
Oh, you got to buy does, it. You, you got to buy a shirt. I, I bought my shirt. I paid for mine. So you, you got to pay for your shirt. Sure you do. <laughs> I gotcha. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, okay. A couple of okay. freebies from Derek, huh? Right yeah, on. No, no. no. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, let's also move on here with the housekeeping. Let's get into some of the, the boring stuff. That way we can get into the fun stuff. How about that? Uh, Patreon.com slash SuperGamerBoys. That is the link you can go to to support us if you like what we do. Um, you know, this isn't our full-time gig, so, you know, let's – Supporting that's not going to make or break us, but it sure helps a lot. Help helps us keep the the mics going, the lights on. Helps us buy cool video games, stuff like that, um, in order to talk about it on the podcast. So at su- uh, Patreon.com/slash/SuperGamerBoys, a dollar a month gets you the episode early to listen to and ad free. Um, and uh, then there's some, some other tiers as well. Um, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, yeah, shout out to our Patreon sponsors. They support us at that Patreon sponsor level. We have Bill Bird, uh, Julie Grammy Bates, and uh, Dustin Long. Thank you guys so much for uh, supporting us and yeah, really helping us um, keep this thing going and keeping things uh, free and fun and I don't know everything else. I don't know what I was going for. I was trying to come up with some funny little like three words yeah. I could throw out there, and I just lost it halfway through. <laughs> Big Bill actually moved to Oklahoma recently, and he's in the process. Bill Bird is in the process of buying a house in Oklahoma, and uh, I I think he forgot that he supports us, and I I want him to continue supporting us. So that's why I haven't called him lately because I don't want to remind him about the show. And as far as Grammy, I can't wait to meet Grammy. I'm sure we're going to probably see her at Christmas time, but every time I think of Grammy, I just think of cookies. I don't. I have no idea why. Grammy probably makes really awesome homemade cookies. And I just would love, I would love to be able to get some of Grammy's cookies. So Dude, can you make Grammy, that happen here? Grammy makes the best cookies. I just figured. I had, I had a cookies. feeling. And I don't even know if Dirty D, Dustin, Dirty D makes any uh, cookies. But bro, if you make cookies, Dustin, I'll eat them. I'll eat those cookies. <laughs> uh, Gluten-free, of course. Gluten free, yeah, they all have to be gluten free. Yeah. So just to of add course. one more like notch of difficulty well, to this, that goes with that saying. <laughs> um, also, uh, if you haven't already, go check out some other podcasts on our podcast network. Uh, we are part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. There's a lot of cool shows out there uh, that are almost as good as ours. They're pretty good, almost, almost. almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some some cool stuff. So just do a quick uh, uh, go to Twitter. You can find the Twitter page, see some, or just on iTunes or Apple Podcast. Type in HP Video Game Podcast Network, and you'll find all the shows on there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's about time to uh, get into the nerdy nudes. Hey, before we get into that, I just want to really tell you. This is the first time we're doing this remotely, so I'm actually looking at a screen with your face, and I'm sure you're looking at a screen with my face, and it's this is very odd and different from how we normally do things, because <laughs> I feel like I'm staring into your soul. I'm like looking you in the eyes, you know, and it's like, it's just weird, and you're kind of a devastatingly handsome man, and it's just... It's just I feel awkward right now, and there's kind of the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. I don't feel like I should be giving you eye contact for this long. It's just it's going to be weird going to work with you from here on out, you know? Uh, Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that. I guess what on my screen I have uh, I have both both of our videos up side by side, and I'm just staring at myself as well. So. Oh man, you are just so (laughs) full of it. Oh, and it's time! It's time for the nerdy news. Wow, that sounded really bad. 
horrible. All right, let's try uh, it again. <laughs> it's time for the nerdy news. The problem is the, the problem is, the, is, is it's the microphone, no it's the acoustics. Yeah, there's a lot going on over there. So I think we'll just go with the, that second take. That was pretty good. It's time for the nerdy nudes. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, let's get into this first news story. So literally the day after we recorded last week, PlayStation blog put out an update saying like, hey, Wednesday, we are revealing some specs of the PlayStation 5. Tune in. Wednesday morning rolls around 9 a.m. Here's the deal. They said that it was going to be technical specs, okay? We should have known it was. They even said Mark Cerny, uh, Mike Cerny, Mark Cerny. What is his name? Why can't I? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, Mark Cerny. Have you ever had that happen where you say a word or a name and you're like, that doesn't sound like English before? Like you say yeah, the word sp- like spatula too many times and you're like, that's not a real word. <laughs> yeah, it happens to be every day. And you know what I do? I just pretend like it was meant to be and I just roll yeah. with it. There you go. So Mark Cerny, uh, he is uh, one of the lead system architects for the PlayStation 5. He did a huge, huge, huge deep dive into PS5 specs, um, but little, little did we know that. Um, did did when you they, think when, there was going to be games? Did you think there was going to be games they were showing? Did you think there were going to be excitement and there was going to be girls and there was going to be Red Bull energy drink thrown to the crowd and just energy and just fantastic charisma pouring out of this guy? Because if that's what you were expecting, that crap did not happen. No, not at all. So Mark Cerny, he's an awesome dude. He's been around for a while, but literally what we got, and, and it, it should have been been expected because this talk was originally designed for, they put it together for GDC, the Games Developer Conference, which was supposed to happen right. last, last week, but got canceled due to um, COVID-19. This talk was like NPR voice on steroids. Like it was like Mark Cerny was right. doing a- ASMR up there. Like he was straight up like right. putting people to sleep. But like not not only, like only, not only was it like a little boring, but it was also straight like it, it was he, he, he has a he has a very <laughs> soothing voice though like it's kind of in that sense like oh I could listen to you all talk all day like that's well, I, I think I, he took I, like three I, Xanax right before he started filming because I watched the I, whole I thing think. it was like fifty five minutes of him talking and I watched the whole thing <laughs> what how can you give up fifty five minutes of your day I have no idea what. What the hell do you do the rest of your day? Because I watched about five minutes and I said, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, well, I, I do it for the pod. I do it for the pod. Um, oh, you're dedicated, man. I am dedicated. Uh, and here is some of the stuff that we found out. Um, he wanted to talk about the ultra high-speed solid-state drive and integrated custom I.O. system that were developed for uh, the PS5. Basically, the idea is with the solid-state drive, it's it's supposed to be faster than like your standard solid-state drive. It's designed specifically for the PlayStation. There's more channels and pathways or whatever you want to call it. He tried to dumb it down a little bit in the talk. It was still very technical. But basically, there's more, more ways for information to travel. So think of a normal solid-state drive as like freaking fast. This is even faster. Uh, up to like speeds of... Uh, 5.5 gigs per second, which is like crazy. Um, so you mean it doesn't have one of those $250 state drives you have to buy for like the Xbox X series? Careful. Hi, Nerd Dad's Edge. Hi, Zedge. Yeah. 
I was going to say, careful saying that because you're going to tick off Satch. <laughs> he's going to beep. He's going to drop kick me the next time I do that. Next time uh, he sees me. I, I, okay. I was definitely a little, I exaggerated a lot. I still don't think it'll be cheaper what? than a hundred. I, I still don't think it'll be cheaper than a hundred dollars though. He was arguing to me in the discord saying, uh, supergamerboys.com slash discord. He was saying, uh, uh, it'll, it'll definitely be more affordable. It'll be on a hundred bucks. I'm like, no way that thing is under a hundred dollars. Like it'll be a proprietary, but whatever. I, I That's don't want to, I don't. I don't want to argue. I don't want to argue with Zetch anymore. I don't want to argue with you anymore. I just like that's my opinion, and that's where it's going to stay. I love Zetch, and I gotta. I love that guy, and I gotta tell you because he's he's a member of this family. You know, he he's been on the show filled in for me for a month. You know, uh, and I gotta tell you that was one of the more exciting things that happened the whole week was uh, was what we all call the nerd fight with Zetch getting super PO'd in the Discord. So if you guys want, please go check out our Discord because that's where all the great stuff happens. When there's going to be literally, you know, pocket protectors getting thrown down and like just man-on-man crime happening inside of the Discord. (laughs) It was pretty ridiculous. Um, But uh, yeah, he basically just ripped me a new one and I did my best to come back. But I don't know, he knocked me pretty flat, I think. Um. (laughs) But you know he's he's the Xbox fanboy. He's Xbox through and through. He hates PlayStation with a passion. I don't know. I don't know why. Because I mean, we all know oh, PlayStation's yeah. better. We all know it. But I don't know. Sam, I thought Zetch had a PlayStation. I thought he picked up a, a PlayStation. I guess I, I could no, be wrong. No, I think but, he. Okay. I, I think he has one. He does have one. But it doesn't mean he doesn't hate it. It's one of those things where, wow. like, you know, like like the redheaded stepchild kind of thing. Like he <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he takes care of it because you know it's his child. But does he really love it? Right. You kind of gotta feed him, or the yeah. <laughs> CPS gets called. Yeah, I get you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> you're gonna hear about this. this you're gonna get beaten up. I would watch yourself. Maybe like get an escort to take you to the to the van tonight. Yeah, maybe <laughs> those ten steps can be real treacherous <laughs> to the van. Um, he's very, he's very light. He's a small guy. He could be like kind of a ninja hiding under the car and stuff. He's like, quick. He's know. quick. Yeah, he's real quick. I think he's got you on speed for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's an updated solid state drive. They talked about. They also talked about the custom GPU. Um, will allow for higher resolutions in games, but a major new feature that benefits the visuals even further is ray tracing. Ray tracing simulates the way real light moves in or light moves in real life and how it bounces off various surfaces. Games that take advantage of this feature will render objects much more accurately and with heightened realism. Water, glass, light refraction, a character's hair, and so on will look even more realistic. Um, which we already knew a lot of this stuff was sure. like was potentially coming in in the console so it's it's good to hear like okay it's confirmed like we are getting all these cool features like you know fast solid state drive you know ray tracing which if i mean we've looked up youtube videos before i looked at minecraft with ray tracing control which is a game that came out last year with ray tracing and uh it just makes games look so beautiful so i'm excited for future titles to start utilizing that um and then uh oh the last one which i I didn't think this was going to be that interesting, but the more he talked about it, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. I think I'm into this. Uh, PS5 will also allow games to offer a much deeper sense of immersion through 3D audio. Visuals are, of course, imperative to the gaming experience, but we believe audio plays a crucial role as well. We wanted to deliver a compelling audio experience for all users, not just those who own high-end speaker systems. So we designed and built a custom engine 
for 3D audio that is equipped with the power and efficiency for ideal audio rendering. With 3D audio on PS5, the sounds you hear while playing will uh, will offer a greater sense of presence and locality. You'll be able to hear raindrops hitting different surfaces all around you, and you can hear precisely. Uh, you can hear and precisely locate where an enemy is lurking behind you. So I think that's really cool. Like the, that's like extremely the, cool. the thought that because um, he, I, I, at least the way he just des- described it and kind of explained it makes it sound like no matter what pair of headphones or headset you have, you're going to have that 3D audio experience. I don't know how they're going to do it. But yeah, it sounds like even with like your cheap, like Apple headphones that you get out of the box, you know, with your phone for free, uh, you'll be able to hear, you know, have 3D audio and hear, you know, a guy sneaking up behind you or like they said, like hearing rain hit different surfaces. So what rain sounds like when it hits the dirt compared to, you know, the hood of your car compared to, you know, like the sidewalk or something like that. Like that's so crazy to me. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. And if you've ever watched movies in uh, surround sound like that, like just there's something that's added the value of that, being able to hear the sounds like feeling it's coming up over here and it's, it's behind you. And you know, the, the thought of rain hitting the sidewalk and you being able to differentiate that from rain hitting off of a plant. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, or I even, love that they're, that they're thinking outside the box. Who would ever thought of audio? Right. But or audio even, is, the, is a big part of it. Or even like a thir- uh, a first person shooter, like think like Call of Duty, and like coming around a corner and literally hearing the footsteps behind you, someone sneaking up behind you, like turn around and know exactly where they're going to be. Um, that kind of thing is already implemented. Like you can hear footsteps, but to have it so accurate where you can be like, oh, this person is like, like you know, forty five degrees to my left rear or whatever, like whatever. I'm not good with directions. What that would be like, whatever. Yeah, forty five degrees. Yeah, I, I think it'd be more like. That- It'd be like was, six, 65 degrees. How about that? About 65, 70 degrees back okay. there. I know Ben. I know math. I can do math. Um, <laughs> right. I can tell my temperatures. We've established that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Good. <laughs> um, you might want to be able to, uh, to test when the, the footsteps are coming behind you when Zetch attacks you tonight. Maybe for, I need some uh, 3D audio in life. Is that possible? Can I get that upgrade? <laughs> well, you're a Sony guy, so yeah. Okay. They can do that. <laughs> That's already built into my hardware then. <laughs> I can... <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. And lastly, they were excited to confirm that backwards compatibility features are working well. We recently took a look at the top 100 PS4 titles as ranked by playtime, and we're expecting almost all of them to be playable at launch on PS5. With more than 4,000 games published on PS4, we will continue the testing process and expand backwards compatibility coverage over time. Um, so this kind of scared me a little bit when he, cause during the, so what's written up in this article is a little different than what he actually said. What he said in the thing was just that we took the top 100 PS4 titles that are like the most played games and we made those backwards compatible, compatible and that's it. And I was like, uh, there's a lot of PlayStation 4 games out there and you're only going to give us backwards compatibility on a hundred of them. Well, they cleared it up later, you know, through news outlets and then in this art, the blog post article. They there's more than four thousand games on the PS4, and their goal is to get all four thousand of them working. It's just currently, right now, as of well, last week when this article was written, only a hundred of them were uh, were you know they're they're working on a hundred of them right now, and then over time they're going to keep adding until they get all four thousand. Like that's that's the goal. Yeah, 
that's awesome. Don't let that be disconcerting to you because there could be a whole lot more that are available by the time it comes out, uh, if it still does come out in the holiday of this year. So, I mean, we've Wait. got another another eight months or so. And, yeah, which which that is another thing he he mentioned during uh during the speech. It's not here in the article, but they did he did mention during his talk that um at this point the coronavirus isn't affecting any of their deadlines. They're still planning holiday twenty twenty as of right now. We'll see. Things nice. things have only gotten crazier over the, the you know the, the, just the past week, let alone you know the next right. two two weeks here, two weeks you know or whatever you said. How many six months, seven months? Like you never know. Like all hell could break loose, and the next thing you know, we're all living in cardboard boxes, and you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like on the side of the street or something. So doing podcasts from remote locations on, you know, on, yeah, right, under too. underground on pirate radio or something like that. Uh, it could happen. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Here. So there's some there's some specs here. Uh. What I was gonna look up, and I forgot to look up beforehand, was uh, um, PS5. Versus Xbox uh, Series X specs, because I know everyone. That's the first thing everyone did. Everyone's comparing it, so I might as well just do it on the podcast here for you. That way you can know for yourself what all is going on. Um, of course, the first article I clicked on didn't help me at all. Um, all to put it briefly, uh, the the Xbox Series X is technically more powerful so slightly more powerful and that's yeah so they I, both, I, heard, I heard yeah go ahead and you put it the way that you put it to me earlier uh, yeah if you were to put it in a car term so there is a cool tweet that was put out by ryan mccaffrey over at ign uh and in his tweet here he says uh xbox is a v8 while ps5 is a turbocharged v6 both get to a similar overall performance place um, an analogy from an earlier tweet seems like it's probably going to hold up pretty well. Looking forward to getting both consoles. Now let's see. The, blah, blah, blah. That's his whole tweet. But yeah, this like comparison where the Xbox has all the power. It's it's a VA. It's got you know it's that engine just screams like it's crazy. But the PS5, it may be a V6, but it's a turbocharged V6. Like it's still got a freaking crap ton of power under the hood. Um, and and something else too that I explained to you I think last week. Um, was uh, the way Xbox talks about it. They're like, we have the power. And that's always been their whole ad campaign with Xbox One even. The Xbox One X was the most powerful console in the world, which is right. It was. They killed it. Um, and I guarantee you they use the same slogan for the Series X. Where PS5, they're not saying this. This is not their ad campaign. But I was telling JJ, I'm like, the way he talked, you know, Mark Cerny, after this whole talk, after listening to everything he really focused on, his main focus was that PlayStation 5 is going to do things fast. And so, like, my joke was, like, their ad campaign could be the most efficient console in the world, which even <laughs> even though it's less powerful, if it can do things quicker, then in that sense, like, it's it's on, on the same level, essentially, which is, I think, what that tweet is saying. V8 versus a turbocharged V6. One has the power, one is, you know, has the speed. So they're really pretty comparable on that same level. Um, I doubt they're going to use that as, as their ad campaign because that's, that has a little less, you know, pull than like most powerful, like for them to put up a billboard that says most efficient console, most people right. aren't going to go for that. But, but that's what it is. It's going to be quicker yeah. and process things immediately. So like, yeah, maybe it doesn't have all the power and brawn behind it, but man, it's going to, it's going to 
do its darnest to, to, to keep up and it's going to be really close. The only thing that I had an issue with for, for the presentation for the five minutes that I watched of it was that Mark Cerny was extremely boring. And I know all the information is dry. I get it. I get it. But maybe I'm just one of those guys who, when I, when I have somebody tell me a story, I want you to tell it big. I want you to be excited about the information that you're giving. I want it to be and we'd be passionate about the thing you're talking about. And and Mark didn't seem like that. You know what he seemed like was I had a teacher in U.S. history uh, in the 10th grade, Mr. Lackey, Terry Lackey. Hey, Terry, if you're watching, he was a drunk and he used to sneak a little bottle that he'd have hidden in his desk. And he had like a little mini fridge that he had a lock on. He constantly had little booze bottles in there. And he would just stink to high heaven after any time after lunch. If he had his classes after lunch, he was hammered. But he gave such dry information by rote when he would be at the at the board. All right, class. So here's the thing. And then here's what happened in the U.S. Uh, the Constitution was written and then they all signed it in 1776. It's like put some energy behind you, Mark. Maybe if he did crush up a couple of like Adderall instead of the Xanax that he maybe if he had Adderall and he snorted that stuff, he might have had some real energy. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. You said, hey, if you're watching after that, I, maybe it's better he doesn't watch. So. <laughs> nah, I really don't think I'm in his demo. I just don't, okay. I don't okay. think it. Old, old drunk guys with a red nose. I just don't. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so if if you're all curious, um, the processing, uh, they both have custom AMD Zen 2 processors, but the PS5 has a 3.5 gigahertz. Xbox Series X has 3.8 uh, the GPUs, they both have this custom AMD RDNA 2 pros, uh, graphics cards. The uh, um, PS5 has 10.28 teraflops, and the Series X has 12 teraflops. So there's that power comparison. It has a little less power. Um, they both have the same amount of RAM. So the storage is interesting. The Series X has, you know, just a standard one terabyte solid state drive. They're staying pretty basic with that, which is, that's fast. Solid state drives are fast. They're good. They're high performance. But that's what we were talking about where the PS5, they're not just using your standard run-of-the-mill solid state drive that you buy from Best Buy. This is a custom built from the ground up. And because of that, it's a, it's a weird size. It's not one terabyte. In order to save on price, that's I think that's what he, I remember him saying too. In order to stay, keep the price, you know, reasonable, for the for the finished product, you know, because I don't want to spend six or seven hundred dollars on a console. Uh, it's only it's only a eight hundred and twenty five gigabyte <coughs> hard drive, so it's not even a terabyte, which is scary because games are only going to get bigger. Like right now, my one terabyte PS4 Pro gets filled up pretty quick. Like the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare is like hundred and thirty gig, one game. So that's. <laughs> like that's a lot that would take up a lot of space on this, you know, solid state drive. So I don't know. It's, it might be this weird balance where I have an external drive that I use for PS4 games. And then the, the internal 825 gigabyte is just for the PS5 games where I want that high performance and kick and stuff like that. Cause that's the only way it's going to work. I think, I don't know. It's pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. I utilize um, an external hard drive and I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I've got a four terabyte, and uh, I've got so many games on there, and there's ridiculous room on that thing. So yeah. I'm sure we'll just do the same thing for the PS5. Uh, and then uh, as far as the optical drive, so the current PS4 has just a regular Blu-ray. 
they are adding in both the Series X and the PlayStation 5. They're, they, well, so the Xbox One X already has it and the Xbox One S. So this is one way that the PS4 is technically behind the Xbox One uh, this generation. But as of next generation, it's going to have a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray drive. Because um, they've been selling 4K Ultra HD Blu-rays for a few years now, quite a few years. Um, and Xbox, they added it into their console with the with the, with the One S. But PlayStation, you know, they came out with the Slim and the Pro model, and everyone thought, "Oh, here's your chance. You're going to upgrade the disc drive, right?" And then they didn't. Like, so PlayStation's actually been behind in that sense. Uh, so it'll be cool to have you know a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray player for those who have 4K TVs, um, obviously. So. Yeah, so those are kind of like the dry specs. But imagine that five minutes I took to read that. Imagine that over 55 minutes. Yeah. Right. I like how you condensed it. Yeah. Yeah, you like that. I kept it as short as, short, as sweet as I possibly could. Um, but yeah, so that is that. Um, what do you say we get into the next? Unless you have something. Do you have anything else to say about that? or? No, I think I think pretty much you've said it all. And that, I think, that stuff really is dry. It, it's good information, and but... Just because Xbox has uh, slightly more power, again, don't count PS5 out. I really, I really think this is going to be, oh yeah, the best console yet, and I think yeah. that it's it's going to be a really good uh, for this um, uh, generation. I think that PS5 is going to take it, and I know Probably. that's me being a Sony guy, but I really think that it is with the games that they're already announcing and Xbox. I don't think they're going to concentrate on the games. I just, I don't think they're going to do that. You know, and I mean, from everything I've heard, even so since PS5 released their specs, there's been a lot of different people editorializing and kind of diving deep into uh, some of those, um, the specs and everything. And uh, one of the main things like people are saying is that uh, um, basically, even though, yeah, it's less powerful, like they're so close it's going to be hard to tell. Like it's really, it really is going to just come down to preference because they're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be, it'll be I'm, interesting. I can't wait to get my hands on them and then you actually compare them. That'd I'm cool. curious. And I think maybe this is something better, better used in our discord, but I'm really curious of our listeners that are Xbox uh, only uh, fans. I'm curious if any of them are actually playing on the Xbox one X or if they're all playing on the regular Xbox One. I, I don't know if we've ever gotten that information from some of them, but it's, it's just a curiosity factor. I know that you play on the PS4 Pro. I play a regular PS4. Um, so I'm curious if anybody plays on the uh, the One X and what their thoughts are on that on that system. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, my other question too, real quick. When do you think we're going to get more information? Like a lot of people thought we'd at least see the box in this presentation and we didn't. Uh, when do you think that it's actually going to happen? Will that be closer to, well, E3 is not, E3 is not, E3 is not happening, but closer to that time, like, you know, beginning of June, do you think yeah, they wait that think long and end of May? Definitely. It'll, it, it, I don't think May we're going to see what it looks like. I think it's going to be sometime in the summer. I don't even think it's going to be in June with everything else that's going on right now. I just, I'm not really thinking that, that it's going to happen then with everything getting pushed back the way that it is. I could, I could see it being late summer before we end up seeing what the actual physical PS5 is going to look like before the reveal. And I love in that reveal for us to be getting more of those uh, 
games that are going to be coming out at launch. I know that Godfall is one that I'm really looking forward to. It looks fantastic, but I just, I want to see some more stuff. Let's push that, that console to its limits and let's see what, what we can see on there, you know? No. Yeah, definitely. I, I hope I, I, I don't think they can wait past May because they're, if they don't get the hype going, because Xbox has already sh- Xbox has showed everything. We know everything about the Series X right now. If Sony waits past like you know May and June, at that point, I think I think they might like that's the end. That's I, I think they lose the console generation at that point. They have to build some hype. Like they need. So- I think it. I, I even think April. Like they need to do something in April. Like even May seems too far away. It's just a guess. It just hazarding a guess. But why do you think that is? Why do you think they haven't shown what it looks like yet? Whereas Xbox has been all over it. I mean, do you think they've even finalized the the final look of it? I'm sure they have because I feel. Uh, I'm trying to think where Maybe I saw it. They just have the dev kits, and they haven't. Uh... No, I feel like I've I read an interview somewhere. I'm trying to remember where it was, but they mentioned that. Um essentially that like the finished product will like it's they they've they're they've designed it for airflow and like cooling uh you know to be important because the ps4s had such a bad issue with overheating and having loud fans and stuff like that like i feel like i remember reading an interview maybe i'm imagining that but i feel like i remember them talking about like hey we're actually designing this thing to you know basically um yeah like keep things cool, keep things going and without overheating and burning things up, especially with all like what power there is in there. You don't want that, you know, your console lighting on fire, essentially, not literally, <laughs> not, not, not literally, but you know what I mean? Just like totally burning it yeah. up if it's too hot in there. So, but I don't know. I don't know why they haven't revealed it other than, I mean, originally I would have thought it's because maybe it's going to get delayed. Maybe it's not coming out this year, but in that, you know, in the presentation, he said that, they're still pushing, they're planning on that holiday 2020. So it doesn't make sense. I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but cool. Uh, let's get into this next news story. Uh, this is, uh, maybe it's just a couple quick ones here, but Call of Duty 2020 is reportedly a gritty Black Ops reboot. Uh, this comes from Tom, Tom Ivan over at videogameschronicle.com. Uh, Sledgehammer is also said to be making a free-to-play COD for release in 2021. So we have kind of uh, a couple leaks have come out on the Call of Duty games. So a noted Call of Duty leaker. So, you know, there's some credibility here. This person's leaked stuff in the past, had got some stuff correct, um, has claimed that 2020's premium franchise installment will be a Black Ops reboot. Backing up previous reports, the Gaming Revolution says this year's game is in development at Black Ops creator Treyarch with support from Sledgehammer Games and Raven Software. It's codenamed Project Zeus and likely to be named simply Call of Duty Black Ops. The game is said to be a reboot of the Black Ops franchise in a similar fashion to the 2019's Modern Warfare reimagining. Um, characters Alex Mason and Sergeant Frank Woods will return in the campaign, although they'll be portrayed by new actors and the game will tell a new storyline with some similar threads to previous Black Ops titles. The campaign is said to be focused on the real-life events of the Cold War and Vietnam War and explore the latter a lot more than the original Black Ops games did. It's described as highly realistic and gorier than modern warfare with plenty of shock factor and a notable interrogation scene. The campaign will reportedly include a retelling of the Vietnam story from multiple perspectives, including the U.S. 
South Vietnam and, and the Viet Cong. Built with the engine that Infinity Ward Poland made, which was used for modern warfare, the game is said to include large multiplayer modes, including 32 versus 32 ground war. Um, also says there's a, one source told the site that zombies will feature a new storyline, possibly based around Vietnam, which is more realistic and grounded than the fantasy stuff we've seen in recent years. Um, so that's that's the that's the first game, and then the second game that's kind of being leaked is uh, it's unclear if the title will feature a battle royale mode. Although the gaming revolution claims Sledgehammer is currently developing a free to play Call of Duty game scheduled for release in 2021, which will apparently be open world and include a lot of battle royale events. Um, so let's start with that first one, the first kind of game that that kind of got leaked a little bit there. Obviously, this is all rumor and speculation at this point, but I'm super stoked if this is all correct because Call of Duty Black Ops, the original one on 360 and PS3, I think is my favorite Call of Duty game that's ever come out. Like it has one of the best stories. Um, it was super dark and gritty and like had a really intense story to it. Like it, some people- the first one that had the zombies, right? They had the, 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 the mass no. hordes? Okay. The, the first one that had zombies was World at War. Um, it came out on also on 360 and PS3. Um, I think, I think World at War came out, and then I think Black Ops came out after that. I think that's how it goes. It was like World at War, or maybe it's like World at War, then like Modern Warfare Three or something, and then Black Ops came out. I forget the exact order of things, but um, World at War came out first, quite a few years earlier, uh, with with Nazi zombies. Um, it was called, and then in Black Ops they change just change it to zombies. It's, it was no longer Nazi zombies. Um, but man, the original black ops game had such a cool story. Like that's, that's just something I always, I, I always thought was more interesting. Like, yeah, the modern warfare is cool. The world war two is cool, but the whole black ops idea behind it, like people are doing these missions and like these people like don't exist, you know, quote unquote, don't exist. And these people quote unquote, aren't like doing, like carrying out these missions and people are getting assassinated and they don't know about it. And and, and since it's all, you know, being, you know, covered up, it's all secret, secret, hush, hush. Um, they just have license to do what they want. And that game got dark. It got gory and gritty. It got intense. And it made for a really, like, really cool and crazy storyline, too. Like, I love the story of those games. Black Ops 2, 3, and 4, I have not liked because they've gotten super futuristic. Like, it's more like playing Halo now. But the first Black Ops, the first Black Ops actually took place in the Cold War and Vietnam War. And it was like, it was a really intense game, especially when I, like for a kid. Like here I am playing these games. I'm like, oh, this is really intense. Like, um, so honestly hearing this, like I'm really excited. Like I, I know that sounds weird. Like they're saying it's going to be darker and grittier and gorier than the original one, which was already kind of a lot. But I don't know. I, I like that more mature story. Like playing modern warfare this year with its more mature story like really i don't know like it had so much more like depth and meaning to it and i've i, I remember telling i talked about that in a previous episode but it's so funny to hear you talk about how you want a more mature story but this is the same guy who was just telling me about how he was playing animal crossing you're an enigma garrett Morline, a complete enigma uh, no, I mean, Animal Crossing is all about being a mature adult. It's basically the game is just doing chores all day. You go around and like pick pick the weeds out of your garden. You're building your home. You're paying off a debt. Basically, the whole game in Animal Crossing is uh, you get horribly like into debt building this house on this deserted island. Uh, 
you you owe this guy called his name is Tom Nook. He's a raccoon. You owe him like a hundred thousand dollars, and you that's the whole game is paying off this huge debt. So it's basically the like an adult like grown up grown up simulator. <laughs> it's for kids to practice adult, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that tickles your fancy at all. This Call of Duty yeah, leak. Like, not a, I'm not a I'm not a Call of Duty guy. Um, I've played a little bit. I was hoping to play Modern Warfare. I got a buddy who swore to me he was going to bring it to work and let me borrow the game. I never did. I was going to uh, bring so- it. I was going to bring it, and then you're like, "No, I changed my mind. I want Days Gone. I gave you Days Gone." gone. And I forgot to give that back to you because I put it in there for 15 minutes. And then after I pulled it back out of my PlayStation, I was worried about how to clean my PlayStation from the garbage that is that game. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Dude. Shade. I, I was really hoping, really hoping for something out of it. And it gave me nothing. Yeah. So now we'll it's... have to do that little quick exchange where I... Or I go and try the modern warfare. I'll give that back to you in two weeks, I'm sure. Oh, no, I'm sure too. Yeah, you, you won't touch <laughs> no, it. No, but the thing is, is you told me, my whole thing is I'm not a bro gamer. I don't I don't care for shooters and going and just shooting. That's not my thing. I want a story. And, and the way that you made modern warfare sound, you actually made it sound really intriguing because you, yeah. you talked briefly about the story and it sounds like an incredible story. Yeah, no, it has a great, great, great story. So that's... That's what I'm really excited about. Like Black Ops already had a great story. If they can reboot it and like, I don't know how they make it better, but make it better. Like, holy cow, it's going to be a freaking blockbuster. Like it's going to be a must play for this year. So I don't know. I really hope they can do it. I hope they can pull it off. I'm excited for that. Um, and as far as that second game coming out next year, and this, you know, by Sledgehammer, uh, the free to play game. At first I was like, oh, is this going to be basically call of duty Warzone, but for black ops but then when you read it it says it's going to be an open world game and it's going to have battle royale elements i don't know what that means is it going to be like grand theft auto 5 on like grand, grand theft auto online type thing or like red dead online is that what it's going to be like where you know it's an open world and then you can just randomly like click a button and then jump into a battle royale match or something or i don't know i'm not sure what it's going to be but that's, we don't know much about it, so it's hard to speculate what more it could be. But I think it'd be cool too if that took place in the that uh, Black Ops world, like if it takes place like in Vietnam or like you know with some of the Black Ops stuff. Like I know the first Black Ops did some missions in like Russia and Ukraine and stuff like that. Um, some of those uh, Eastern European countries would be pretty cool. But I don't know. We will see. Uh, let's get into this last news story here. Uh, let me check how long we've been going for. Ooh, yeah, we're going pretty good. So this last story, it's a two-parter because there's an article that came out last week that I'm just going to hit some main points on, and then there's an updated one that makes it a little better. <laughs> I'll let you decide for yourself. I love how you just laid the groundwork. You just laid the groundwork out because Garrett's about to weave a yarn right now go for it Gary just tear it up okay here we go <coughs> clear my throat here <clears throat> GameStop says it's quote unquote <laughs> ready for this I haven't even said it yet I haven't even said the punchline no, let me finish because let me finish. I, I read the article earlier and I was laughing my butt off go ahead okay GameStop says it's quote unquote essential retail 
but closes stores in California. Uh, which technically the original article, it was just GameStop says it's a central retail that closes stores in California came later. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, where is the original article? Do, 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 do. GameStop has issued a memo. Uh, this comes from GameSpot. Steve Watts over at GameSpot. Thank you very much, Steve. GameStop has issued a memo to its stores instructing them to remain open during the coronavirus outbreak, even if that poli policy defies state orders. According to the note, if authorities attempt to shut down the game's retailer by deeming them non-essential, managers are to respond that the company views it as essential retail. The instructions included a flyer to hand to law enforcement in case the need arises. Vice reports that the memo was verified by five employees. The retail chain's reasoning is that it sells products that are helpful during this time when customers are being ordered to maintain social distancing. Note that game, and then in parentheses, it says, note that GameStop sells more than just video games. However, continuing to remain open at all runs contrary to social distancing and employees will need to in interface with several customers posing a potential public health risk. Um, due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. We have received reports of local authorities visiting stores in an attempt to enforce closure despite our classification. Store managers are approved to provide the document linked below to law enforcement as needed. This is the most bizarre thing. So, so GameStop, GameStop has the cojones to come out and be like, hey, I don't care what President Trump says or anyone else <laughs> in the government. Yeah. We're staying open because we you need us. You need us. It's like, holy crap. Like, what are you yeah, talking so, about? So we're gamers. And even though we, we don't really super care for GameStop, we still utilize them. Uh, we still will go in there and spend some of our money there. We don't want to see anybody end up losing work through this time right but no. that's not the issue the issue is you're trying to prevent the spread of this virus by limiting interactions with people and a social setting like that they are not essential retail and to be super defiant like that and this is coming from gamers who who want our gamer culture to continue the way that it is but yeah but so this just because they just because they send people home like there's a lot of companies that are sending people home and still giving them like two weeks pay or whatever like that like two or three weeks pay um so i mean it's it's not i mean i know they're they're struggling as it is like a lot of people are have already been speculating it's only a matter of time before gamestop closes like this could be their last year like do they even survive until the ps5 comes out but still like send them home like yeah, give them two weeks paid, like sick pay or whatever, vacation, whatever you want to call it. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you are not essential. This is only harming people um, yeah. and making things way worse. Um, because there is also, it's not in this article, but I read another article where um, basically um, sick employees are kind of being forced to continue working. Like, if they don't have, if they've used up all their sick pay time, like they're being forced to continue to work, which is crazy. Like, okay, we're dealing with a literal worldwide pandemic and sick employees are being forced to work, which means they're spreading that sickness to people. I mean, they may not, they may not have coronavirus. It might just be a cold, but still like sickness is sickness, send them home. 
And then the second thing that I, I read, it was uh, in this article. I wish I could have found it. Um, I couldn't find it. Or maybe I heard it on a podcast. I think it was like a letter someone wrote into a podcast that was a GameStop employee. They put out um, memos to the public saying that they were going to, um, they're going above and beyond to clean and sanitize their stores. And this employee wrote this letter and basically said, we ran out of cleaning or like we're on our last spray of cleaning supplies. We ran out of disinfectant wipes like forever ago. Like they say that we're cleaning more. We've actually been cleaning about the same and pretty soon it'll be less if we don't get more supplies. So basically they're lying to the public saying like, Hey, we're, we are doing the best we can to keep things clean. It's like, technically it's yeah. probably dirtier than what it normally is, <laughs> which is bizarre that they're straight up lying to the public with yeah. that. Well, it's, <laughs> it's the corporate company line to try to, you know, make, make good face in front of everybody. Yeah. So they're, they're an evil, horrible corporation. <laughs> Not that most corporations aren't evil and horrible, but they, they're trying to keep the, the cash flow coming in or what limited cash flow. And I think the thought is, there's more people at home. There's more people with, uh, you know, uh, twiddling thumbs, extra time on their, on their, maybe they can come in and spend some money on some video oh. games. And there's, there is another, another article I didn't include in the show, but game sales are skyrocketing. Like in the last month, right. like they are going, not even the last week, just in the last month in general. So I can't imagine what it is right now. It's probably grown even more just because people are staying indoors. But so here's the second article I was talking about. It gets a little better. Uh, this came from today, March 23rd, Jenny Zhang over at GameSpot. GameStop closes retail storefronts, moves to digital processing of orders. So during the week of March 16th, GameStop made the decision to keep retail stores open. Uh, blah, blah, blah. GameStop has decided to reverse that decision and announced that it will close its retail storefronts, go entirely digital on orders, and will offer curbside pickup at stores and delivery options. Um, we have been steadfast in our adherence to CDC guided safety and local government orders for retailers in each of our communities. As millions of Americans look to GameStop to adjust to their new normal of increased time at home for work, learning, and play, we have implemented practices to help ensure the safety and health of our employees, customers, and partners. Uh, George Sherman, GameStop's chief executive officer, said in the press release, we believe it is prudent to institute further safety protocols while meeting this increased demand through curbside pickup. As such, stores that remain in operation will provide only pickup at the door or delivery to home activities to further protect our employees and customers. The company will also pay employees whose hours have been eliminated for an additional two weeks and will reimburse one full month of employee benefit contributions. Additionally, the company has stated that any U.S. GameStop employees um, have been ensured that they do not have to work if they are not comfortable and should stay home if they feel sick. So it came out today. They've done a full 180. Well, they've mostly done a 180. Like they're coming around. They're coming around. Like they're they fixed the issue where people weren't getting paid uh, with their sick time. They fixed the issue with sort of. That's that's I guess that's the partial there. Their stores are still open. Like people are still having to work, which I guess it's better. At least the storefronts closed. Like people aren't coming in and interacting with 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 employees. But I don't know. It's still there's still that exposure. You still got to hand the bag to someone through the door. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so can I just say for all the negative stuff that we say about GameStop, I really hope that they don't go under. Uh, however, oh, they stay open. I want them to stay open because where the heck else are you going to buy three used games for nine ninety nine? You know what I mean? Right. There are some great deals on used games sometimes. Oh yeah. Then they have their like, 
buy two, get two free pre-owned games. I'm like, heck yeah. Like that's how I got days gone. It was a free game. Cause I bought, you know, <laughs> bought a couple games and thank I God it was free. <laughs> right. No, I'm so glad I didn't pay money for that thing. Um, but yeah, so I don't, that fixes some of the issues, but man, it took them an awful long to come to that decision. It took a lot of, it took people hating on them. It took people yeah. literally screaming on the internet saying, uh, F GameStop and we're going to boycott, like we're not buying any more of your garbage until you fix this, and, which is sad. Yeah. Like this should have just been something from the start they took care of. Um, but at least they're getting there. They're figuring it out. And uh, at least, you know, I'll give them a good on you for that. Good on you, GameStop, for at least yeah. figuring that much out. But get your get your crap together, please, because, <laughs> yeah, man, it's sad. But... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Alrighty, let's get into some new releases. Uh, this last week, uh, we had Animal Crossing New Horizons on Switch on March 20th. Doom 64, so the Nintendo 64 Doom game, uh, came out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on March 20th. So if you want to get some retro Doom in, <laughs> not, the, not the original Doom, but the Doom 64 port, go yeah. check that out. Uh, Doom Eternal, which is a new game, that is the new sequel, um, launched on March 20th on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. And which Actually, I believe Nerd Dad Zetch got, got himself a copy of that stuff. Um, and I think he was planning on doing a stream soon on our Twitch channel. Yeah. I so don't know if we've so, set that up yet or not. So here's the deal. We were supposed to do it Friday. We talked about it last week. Uh, I put out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook that, Hey, we're not going to do it due to everything going on with coronavirus. Um, I was talking with Zetch a little bit, um, today and we talked, we were thinking about moving it to this next Saturday, the 27th, but things are just getting stricter and stricter with hanging out and going over a piece of people's houses, like, you know, 
they're going to start cracking down soon enough where they're going to be like, hey, like you're not allowed to go to people's houses at all. Technically, it's sure. how it is now, but they're they're not yeah, enforcing I, I it. Had a, I had a similar issue when my wife was trying to get inside the house the other day. <laughs> I, tried, <laughs> I tried to lock the door, but she's had a key. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah tentatively maybe on friday there will be the doom eternal stream if not um i know he actually texted me a little bit ago he says that he got half-life alex which is a new half-life vr game that came out just on uh today i think um he says i'm going to play it and thought hey maybe will people want to see me play so i don't know if that means he's streaming now or if he's going to stream friday but we will figure that out just keep an eye on our social media at Super Gamer Boys on Instagram and Twitter, and then supergamerboys or Facebook.com slash supergamerboys. Um, and I'll post like a video or a text update with anything for, for the stream. But yeah, so Doom Eternal came out. Half Life Alex, like I said, came out on PC. It's a VR game. I think it's VR only. I don't think you can play it normally. Uh, that's on March 23rd, which is today as a recording. And then Bleeding Edge, it's an Xbox One PC game, comes out on March 24th. Or came out on March 24th. I forget that like some people listen today on Monday and some people listen on Wednesday. That's this weird like time warp thing. Kind of always, always throws me off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need to never say the date. We just you know throw it up this week. Yeah, something like that. Um, cool. Well, what you been playing? Okay, so this week I have been playing old school retro stuff because, you know, my son Lee has the uh, the Nintendo Switch and we got him the Nintendo Online. And so he we have been busting through Punch-Out. This week we've oh, been nice. playing Punch-Out religiously. And in fact, I promised them that I was going to play a little more tonight. We are doing pretty darn well. And the thing is, is... That game is so much fun, and it still holds up. It's simple. It's neat to uh, to. In the beginning, he didn't want to play that game. He thought it looked. Uh, what 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 did he call it? Oh, he said, "Dad, that that game looks like trash. Straight trash." And I'm like, <laughs> "What? That game's that game's amazing." He's like, "It looks like trash." And I was like, well, "I don't think it's trash, son. It's a it's a great game that I loved as a kid." And he's like trash so he played it and he loves it and so and i love watching him play it and you know uh he gets beat and then uh then i come through and i win and then i feel like a hero you know like taking two tickets to the gun show you know and just letting him see how dad gonna knock a fool out you know video game wise obviously right 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 yeah yeah but but no seriously we've been playing that game like crazy and it's still so much fun i haven't been playing anything uh anything more current lately that's been the only thing it's just playing a little bit of the uh the switch stuff with him online nice that's awesome cool uh i played call of duty warzone i think it was saturday well i played it a lot but saturday i actually jumped in with my buddy derek and then also uh, with my new buddy, uh, our Patreon sponsor, Dustin Long. He, uh, Dirty D, you guys got the play. Sweet. Yeah. He hit me up on discord and was like, Hey, Garrett, would you want to play Warzone sometime? Like, is there any day that works for you? I'm like, yeah, the Saturday work. So oh, that's he, uh, when you sent me that text and you're like, he just hit me up and he wants to play. What do I do? And I was like, just, just play, man. It's, you're fine. You're like, I don't want to be weird. You know, it's like our first date. And I was like, dude, just play. It's not, it's not a date. Dude. You know, it's, it's just playing. Relax. Jeez. I don't know yeah, why you got to make it. it all weird all the time, it went, man. 
went down exactly like that. I was really nervous, but, uh, um, but no, it was really cool because it was one of my, I was going to say it was my first time doing cross play, but actually Friday night, I think I did it with Zetch, but he was on, uh, he was on Xbox. I was on PlayStation, Derek's on PlayStation and we played together and had no issues. Like it was flawless. It was so much fun. Um, we played some of that plunder, uh, which was a blast. We just, we got blown to bits. Like we didn't do great, but we had so much fun. Like it was so much stinking fun. So I would love for you to uh, throw uh, Dirty D Dustin under the under the bus right now. Considering you guys played, was he was he playing like trash, like my son would say, or was he was he smoking you guys, making you look stupid? I mean, everyone plays Makes at different skill stupid. levels. Yeah. Every, pretty much playing. everybody's better at the game than you. Yeah, I know. I got gotcha. you. I I understood. You didn't even have to say it. I understand. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Well, I, um, you know what? I was hoping that I was going to get on there and play Warzone with you. I was thinking that'd be a lot of fun to just go play with Garrett and whomever else. Uh, and I thought it was going to be with Derek, but uh, honestly, I don't want to play with you guys because I'm that bad. I am so oh, horrible at that kind of I know. stuff. Man. I think <laughs> I know? played one. I think I played Apex Legends with you once, and I was like, I don't know if I can ever play a game with JJ again. <laughs> it's, it's like playing with a small boy, right? And, yeah, and then I, did you notice I got better is because I handed the controller to my wife and then yeah. I talked while I was letting her play. Yeah. I remember that. I was, I, I was better off just handing a controller to my, like handing it to my two-year-old son would have been better than having you play. Uh, he still would, he still would have fucked me out really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, real quick. I also played a game called twin breaker. I didn't get to play enough. So we actually were provided a review code. It just came out. That's actually another game that came out today on PS4 and PlayStation Vita. Um, this is a game. So Colin Moriarty, uh, one of the original founders of kind of funny, he left kind of funny and started his own podcast, uh, Colin's last stand. He has a bunch of different podcasts that he does. Um, he, uh, him and his co-host Chris, I forget his last name, but Colin and Chris, they basically made this game. It's essentially a brick breaker game. Like think back to like, uh, you know, like the little thing at the bottom and the ball goes up and breaks the blocks at the top of the screen. It's like a brick breaker game, like a retro game, but it has like a super intense, like deep storyline to it, like an epic, like sci-fi action story to it. <laughs> so it's way over the top, way extra. I played for about 20 minutes the other night and I wanted to be able to talk about it and review it on this podcast. Um, but it was like, I, I got into it. I'm like, oh, I need to be more awake for this. Like I was kind of like tired. I'm like, oh, I'll just jump into this and check it out. I'm like, oh no, I need to be more attentive and pay attention to the story. Um, and then the way the controls are is... I think I now I understand the name Twin Breaker. There's two ships and you control both of them, like the two little like slider things at the bottom. Like you know, like you know how in the Breaker games there's like there's usually yeah. just one. Usually it's just yeah. one paddle. Well, in this one there's two and so the left stick on the controller controls the left one, the right stick controls the right one. So I'm like, "Oh, I do not have the brain capacity right now to <laughs> do that." That's one of like those like rub your stomach, pat your head kind of things or vice. You Can't know, do like, it. Yeah, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to be way more alert to play this game. So I'll get back to it. Um, and I will get back with, with a more like better impressions on. But so far, I'm like, this game's hard. It might be too hard for me because I'm a dummy, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but the big game that I play this weekend, and I've literally played it every day since it came out Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh man, this game came out Friday, same day as Doom Eternal. Um, 
and uh, I am so in love with this game. I've never played an Animal Crossing game before, and honestly, I was excited for this game, but not because I'd ever played it before. I had a nostalgia, just purely because I hear like everyone else who plays it just loves it. Everyone just raves about it, and just like, oh, it's such an incredible like game, so much fun, so relaxing, so just, um, just chill. Like as I read it, it's like, oh, it's just chill. Like you're just there's nothing too crazy about it like it's just very mm-hmm. laid back there's no fighting or action or anything it's just like build your little town collect your supplies make furniture pay off your debt to this you know nasty raccoon um who's holding this debt over your head um and dude yeah it's been so much stinking fun jumping into this game and yeah it really is especially with all the other craziness in the world it's been such a nice getaway just like jumping to animal crossing and be like you know what? Like, yeah, I'm going to just build a stupid like garden over here. Or like, I just built like, I I'm starting to build a boxing ring. I got parts to build part of a boxing <laughs> or like a, like a fighting ring. I'm like, Oh, awesome. Sure. Like little backyard wrestling, like boxing ring on my, on my yeah. Island. <laughs> I used to have a, I had a wrestling ring in my backyard at one point. We used to have uh, <laughs> wrestling events every Saturday in front of, uh, and it was all backyard wrestling. It was a, it was a real wrestling ring, but we would have backyard <laughs> wrestling events and have uh, 40 or 50 people come to our backyard to watch wrestling. <laughs> it was that is cool. so awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so if any of you guys out there are playing Animal Crossing and uh, you have Nintendo Online, shoot me your friend code on social media, or I might even put out a post with my friend code because uh, I would love to go visit your islands. That's the cool thing is this is you know on this game you can actually go visit other people's islands um, and their little towns that they're building and even hang out with them. You can because uh, every island has different resources too. So like oh well. Like my, on my island, all my trees, fruit trees grow oranges, but maybe I need apples for something. I, w- I want to go over to so-and-so's island because he has apples or something stupid like that. But it's like, it's fun. Like you can go over there and run around and do stupid stuff together on, on each other's islands. And yeah, so hit me up if you want a friend code and I might, I might even tweet that out later, later tonight. Um, so yeah, Animal Crossing, I'm giving it 10 out of 10. Maybe it's just because of wow. the time, maybe it's just the times we're living in right now. But I'm telling you what, it's been such like a nice like like oasis just to like kind of like disappear into this game for for like two hours every day. Um, and what's cool is like everything's real time. So like when you jump in the game, like if I jump in at like 10:30 in the morning, uh, the little in-game clock will say like 10:30 a.m. on this date, and the sun will be like in the same point in the sky as it is in real life. Or if I jump in at 930 wow. at, if I jump in at 930 at night, well, it's nighttime on my Island now. It's, you know, everything is real time. So when you jump into the game, like it's actually, you're playing, it's the same time it is in real life. That's what time it is on your Island. So there's no like fast forward. I think technically I've heard there's a way to quote unquote time travel. Like you can go forward and backwards in time, but mm-hmm. it's, it's considered cheating by, by, uh, <laughs> by like the hardcore fans of the game and stuff. So I, I don't even know how to do it, but um, so it is kind of cool in that way. Like, oh, there's, there's certain bugs you can catch at night or certain fish you can catch during the day or early in the morning or when it's raining or something. So yeah, this is kind of neat. Alrighty. Well, what do you say we get into our question of the show? All right. This question, question uh the question for this week comes from chloe mcconnell thank you so much chloe for writing in she uh emailed us through our contact us link on supergamerboys.com you can go there you can also just hit us up on social media if you send me a dm with a mess with a question um and uh 
or if on our Discord, there's also a Discord channel you can uh, submit your questions or discussions of topics for the show. Um, but the question this week, she writes, uh, hello, I hope you guys are doing well. We're doing uh, pretty good. I mean, we're, I, we're doing, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, yeah. Can't can't complain. Uh, we're all healthy, happy. Yeah, pretty good. Um, what is your guys' top 10 best games and top 10 worst games you have ever played? And then you guys are awesome. Yeah, well, I know we're awesome. I couldn't agree more. I really <laughs> couldn't agree more. Uh, that's a really great question. The problem is coming up with that many good, easy, no problem. Could come up with the top of my head. Oh, yeah, no no problem. Coming top- up with 10 worst games of all time, that's that's really difficult because we, we are really gamers hard. that love games. Um, as far as, uh, I don't know, do you have a list that you've written down? So here's mine. Uh, I actually, for some reason, I only have nine. I thought I came up with 10, but there's only nine on here. Well, technically, there's more than 10. It depends on, it depends on how you number the list. Sure. <laughs> here they go. I have God of War. I have Breath of the Wild, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on Switch. I have The Last of Us. I have Death Stranding. Uh, I have Bioshock. Red Dead Redemption 1 for me. I like the first one. You guys all know. I didn't like the second one as much. Not that it was a bad game. It just wasn't for me. Uh, Arkham Asylum. It was Asylum. just too slow. You should just say it was too slow. Was it was slow. It was boring. No. <laughs> um, Arkham Asylum. Uh, love that Batman game. Uh, I have Killzone. I put one and two. I really liked the first two Killzone games on PlayStation 2. They were really good. Um, I think, wait, Killzone 2, that was on PlayStation 2, right? Or was that PS3? I don't remember now. It's been a while since I played it. Uh, And then Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 4. I know it's going to be controversial. Some people, the third one is their favorite. I don't really like the third one that much, but Metal Gear Solid 1, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 4. Definitely some of the best games. So that's that's a pretty big list. I have a lot of games there. <laughs> um, I don't know, do you have any more to add to that? What are some of your yeah, best games yeah, you've ever played? Uh, best games ever. Um, I want to say this is the correct order, but I could be wrong. I would say Last of Us. I, I didn't have mine in any. That wasn't like best to worst. You know, that that was just literally sure. best games. Just like throwing they, out I think, the 10 best games, yeah. To me, to it, me, those are like probably all 9 out of 10s or 10 out of 10s, like mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, I would say Last of Us, um, Uncharted 4, Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. Okay, I thought those four Uncharted games and Last of Us, by far, just incredible, amazing games you can't top. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War. Super Mario Brothers 3 from the Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Yeah. I feel like that that's one of those things that's one of the yeah. best games I've ever played. That's that's the uh, tricky thing about this list is like I obviously just named a bunch of like PS4 and PS3 games, but sure. if if we could have given the top 100 games, yeah, Super Mario World, uh mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country, uh yeah. I loved uh, Banjo-Kazooie. I love Mario 64. Like, there's a hundred games I could give you. Just, these are literally just the first 10 that came to my head. So, like, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad because they are pretty recent, but it's like, those yeah. are just the first 10. I wish I, I wish we had time to do a hundred because I'd give you a hundred. <laughs> the final two on my top 10 list, um, I'm going to say the original Resident Evil. 
because when the original Resident Evil came out, it was mind-blowing, groundbreaking stuff. It was absolutely, you look back on it and yeah, it's cheesy and crappy and everything, but that game was absolutely amazing at the time. It was unlike anything else that was out there. Uh, and then finally, Silent Hill. Love Silent Hill. And it was only as good as it was because of the idea of them not having, uh, them not having the ability to be able to have many things going on the screen. So that fog added so much to the game. And oh, the same thing happened. Terrifying. With, same thing happened with Jaws when they filmed the movie Jaws, and they they had a really crappy looking shark. So they just had to use music and use uh, all all the ambiance of building up the torment, you know. And that's what they did in Silent Hill. So all of those games are the top ten best games that I that I've ever played. I think that you have to you have to keep in mind some of the stuff that got us here to the dance, you know, some of that older stuff. Super Mario Brothers 3, I can play that game right now, which I did last week or two weeks ago with my son, and it's still so much fun. Mm. It's one of those classic games that you can bust out and still have a blast with. Oh, uh, 100%. Now, a lot different coming up with 10 games that are crappy. Off the top of my head, there's... That was hard. Uh, that was hard to do. Like, impossible, yeah, actually. Yeah, maybe five. You can maybe come up with five. Because yeah. uh, here, here's my thing. Here's my... With the worst games, like... I, we were talking before the show. I just want to like kind of preface this whole thing. Like we're pretty good at just not playing games. We don't want to play like JJ and I, like we, right. we watch it, we watch a trailer and we're like, I'm not going to like that game. So I'm not going to play it. Yeah. And, or, or JJ will be like, should I, he'll ask me, should I play that game? And I say, no, don't touch that no, game. You're not, not going to like it. <laughs> and I didn't, um, I didn't try the, uh, death stranding and death stranding looks amazing. It looks truly amazing. But from everything that you described to me, it doesn't sound the kind of game that I would enjoy. So I, I, I don't want to waste time getting into it, trying to get into the story and it being too slow and, and plotting for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so what are some of what are a couple of the worst games that you could come up with? If, if you right away, keep in mind, my age is going to show a little bit here because I'm a lot older than you. So I started playing video games on the Atari. Um, so that was the first system we had in the house was the Atari and it was a big deal when we got a Nintendo. So from the Atari, the, the game ET, the first movie I ever saw in the theater, <laughs> I remember because it was at the West side theater in Newman where I performed, uh, on stage many times, it used to be a single screen movie theater. And I saw the movie ET first movie I ever saw in the theater was ET. And then we got the game. And the game was complete dog crap. It's have you ever had dog crap in every nook and cranny of your shoe? It's just like that in playing that game. <laughs> Same thing. It stinks, smells, it's all over everything. You can never get all the crap off of you. That's what it's like playing that game. Totally, they rush that game out, trying to bank on the name. And and really honestly, it's the thing that killed the Atari. It killed the whole system. <laughs> you think? Oh, it was horrible. So uh, <laughs> ET's e one. It just feels like a clunky, crappy game that was just rushed out there. Uh, and then um, Nintendo 64. Uh, I remember Superman, the Superman game that was in Nintendo 64. Have you ever played that? Yes. No, I, so I never owned a uh, Nintendo 64, but I had a friend who had it. And I remember... <laughs> sitting down and going through a bunch of the games. We always ended up just playing like Banjo-Kazooie or Mario Kart or something. Mm -hmm. But I remember trying 
this next game you're going to talk about. And yeah, yeah, Superman. It was so horrible uh, in yeah. playing that. It, it just it was just clunky and crappy. And it's again, it's taking uh, IP that's extremely popular IP and slapping it in and forcing it into a game to get it out there. And it just felt like trash. It's just a crappy, crappy game. I vividly remember like just playing for, we played for quite a while and the whole thing was just like, just fly through rings and like this foggy world. So like you couldn't really see anything and there's like all these rings all over and you're just like running around, flying around and flying through rings. I'm like, this is really boring. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was just at one level. Maybe there's more to it on another level, but we didn't play long enough to find out. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Let's move on to something, <laughs> anything else, anything else. Yeah. And even though it's real recent, I, I got to say it. I bad mouthed it a little while ago. Days Gone sucks really bad. And and maybe yeah. it's because I had huge expectations of it. Because it's the kind of game that I should love. Bikers, cool. Zombies, awesome. But for some reason, that game was just the biggest letdown. That was like one of your really, really bad farts. Like a really bad one. You know when you, oh, you have, have the really bad gas? You, you yeah. have no idea. You should... You've never been around, trust me. Um, no, that was on my list, and and but I wanted to preface it like I understand that that was some people's game of the year. Some people actually really like Days Gone, which is crazy. Like some people, there's there's quite wow. a few people out there who really enjoyed it, and there's even some people who badmouthed it when it first came out, who have went back and tried it, and then now are like, oh no, actually that was pretty halfway decent game. Like I, that's I've heard, what I was hoping for, Garrett. That's I was I've, hoping that I go back and find the, you know, yeah. Well, oh, there's I've, something I've, redeeming here. I've listened to podcasts, I've read articles, and it's like, okay, like uh, you know, you go through the forums, uh, and people are like, no, like this game really hit me just right, and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, I know for you, and definitely for me. Well, for me, I played like the first fifteen or twenty minutes of it, and norm. I try to always give a game at least a couple hours. You know, I feel like an hour and a half, two hours, that's pretty generous. Uh, this game, I played the first 20 minutes of it, and I was like, I can't do anymore. At least not right now. I have too many other good games to be playing. This is not good. Like, it hurt. It hurt to keep playing. And I didn't. Like, I just shut it down. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to put in something else, anything else. Yeah. Um, and that's... Like I, like I said, like I, even games that I'm not huge fans of, they're not the worst game, but they're, I'm just not a huge fan of, I'll still give it like an hour and a half, two hours. This game, I'm like, nope, 20 minutes, I'm out. Maybe if maybe if the world ends in two weeks because of coronavirus and I have nothing else to play, I've played every other video game in the world uh, because we're all just like hiding in bunkers around around the US, then, uh, yeah. uh, then I'll play it. But other than that, I don't know if I'll ever touch it. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Yeah, it, I I can't I can't think of any other games off the top of my head that that were just so bad that that are memorable. Usually, I just I have one more. I have one more. Bubsy 3D. Enough oh, said. that game's That's fantastic! What are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna leave that there. Bubsy 3D. Thank, you know who you. you are. You in the comments? You 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 listening right now? You know who you are. That one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. That's a great question. Yeah, Chloe, thanks for writing in, uh, making us, you know, really strain our brains on that one. It was hard. Like, like I mean, I only had two games on my worst list. But again, it's just like, if it's a bad game or if it's a game I'm not going to like, I just don't play it. So that, that's why it was so hard for me because it's like, I 
I'm not willy nilly. I don't have the exposable income to just go buy every game, whether it's good or not. <laughs> I don't know, um, man. Every time you turn around, it seems that like you're buying a brand new game. So it, it almost comes across like you're a, you're a game buying fool. I, I get a lot of stuff on, I wait till their sales, like PlayStation network will have like their PSN flash sale. So I get a game for like five bucks. It's normally like, like I got a division two $60 game. I got it for three bucks last month. It was on sale for $3. Whoa. Yeah. You, so do, I, you do get some good sales. Yeah. I got, I got days gone for free. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's how I get all the games I do get. Cause I'm thrifty about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but cool. Thank you guys so much for listening to our show this week. Um, if you haven't already, um, we talked about the top of the show, but please go talk, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash super gamer boys. Um, support us for just a dollar a month. You get episodes early ad free. Uh, and then there's also some other tiers with some cool perks on there as well. Um, this week, instead of pimping our store, like I said, at the top of the show as well, go to supergamerboys.com slash P N D M C pandemic, but without the vowel, the vowels, you know, if that makes sense. Um, and, uh, or just go to supergamerways.com. There's a button there. You can click and check out Vardigan's pandemic collection. That 20% of the sales goes towards supporting other creatives, uh, who are losing out on work, uh, losing out on money, can't pay the bills and could just use that little extra help. That'd be huge for him. Uh, rate and review us go to iTunes Spotify wherever you go give us a thumbs up give us a five stars um, it's very much appreciated helps us get found on online uh, you can find us during the week at supergamerboys.com Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys facebook.com slash supergamerboys I'm on Twitter at G Morlang JJ's on I, Twitter I'm on Twitter at JJ Purdom uh, thank you so much to Star Andrews for our logo. Check her out on Instagram at Ground Floor Graphics and Facebook.com slash Ground Floor Graphics. Hey, there's a lot of uncertainty in this world right now. There's a lot of a lot of people who are hurting and scared. Don't lose your hope. You know, we're we're still here. We're still bringing you guys this stuff each and every week. And it might look a little bit different. It might sound a little bit different. Um, but yeah, please please bear with us because I'm sure the audio quality is not going to be great this time around. But we yeah. we wanted we would much rather still bring like happiness and joy to your lives, uh, even with crappy video and crappy audio, than than not. Like we all need this more than ever. So that's why we're doing this for you. We love you guys. Um, and uh, definitely, and, yeah, definitely. So uh, from uh, Coronavirus Central. <laughs> this is the Super Gamer Boys. I'm JJ and he is Garrett. And we will catch you on the flippity flop. I thought last week we decided you weren't going to do that anymore. Yeah, well, you know, bad you habits take- die hard, right? That's the saying, right? I don't, I don't think that's a saying. <laughs> <laughs>
But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.